Welcome to the kickoff. Uh, it's November 7th. This episode will probably be out November 8th. doesn't matter, but I got Luke with me. He's back. How are you? Pretty good, man. How about you? Doing well. Um, busy week. Exciting week. A lot of games. We're going to get back into trending upward. It's our continuing segment, but a little t- twist on it this week. About halfway mark of the season. Um, for some, I like to consider it the halfway mark. I don't know about you. Just uh, week eight, it really isn't. You got 17 weeks and you got the playoffs. So I like right around here is the midpoint for me. And so we've seen in recent years teams that get hot around this point and teams start to falter. And the team I think is really going to be lighting up here is the Dallas Cowboys. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I love the, I love the Bennett edition. Um, Robert Quinn's been coming on. You see those two names, and you're like, huh, I don't know how you can think they're going to be hot because of that. But it's just what it does in, in a sort of ripple effect, what it does to their defense. So late, he's reeling a little bit with the neck injury, but um, their depth is showing. That defense is coming together. I've been a big fan of Chris Richard. We've discussed this before. But um, I just I, I see their defense coming together um, um, for all five turns turnovers they had this last week Bennett was on the field for every single one um what they're doing with Demarcus Lawrence Bennett Quinn um they're just really structuring it and scheming it in a way that presents it for uh offensive linemen and the young quarterback and Daniel Jones it was just a lot and constant pressure when even rushing three they had Malik Collins in there um and then their offense even with Cooper hasn't been healthy for almost a month now uh Witten's Witten you know, he's going to be in the middle of the field all the time. Um, I know you're a big fantasy guy. He's like three, four points every game. He's uh, he's he's Mr. Consistent. Um, he's at a low rate. Consistent. At a low rate. And so I just I see their team coming together on both sides. Um, the one thing that's going to hold them back, if it does, and I would not be surprised, is Jason Garrett and his decision making. So I'm um, interested to see what you hear on that one. Yeah, I mean, they they beat up on those those easy. I want to say it was three or four games right away to be uh, to start the year. Yep. Um, and then they hit kind of a a wall where they you know everybody was kind of it, it was probably a good way to pump the brakes. So you know we're not thinking they're going sixteen and zero or anything like that. They were playing some crappy teams and um, you know kind of got back on it, but then going three and three. Um, now, like you said, they kind of, and it kind of, it seems weird looking at their last couple of games. It seems to be back how they were doing the play calling, um, the first three games when they really just went crazy and were doing really good. Um, then they hit that lull where it seemed like Jason Garrett got his hands on the playbook and kind of went back to being all boring and vanilla. And then the last couple of games, they went back <laughs> to letting, you know, Dak go, go play action and kind of move around a bit. So Hopefully that you know, it it it's kind of tough to say if how much Garrett obviously because we don't know behind the scenes if if Garrett just can kind of go to more and say you know, hey Kellen I'm I'm gonna be having some influence on this which would be bad but it kind of seems like that's what has happened, um, but like you said I think basically the two factors because they have a good defense like you hit on they have a ton of uh, talent on offense, um, is just if. Um, Jason Garrett kind of brings it back to a, a 
1990s football instead of the the cool <laughs> Ellen Moore stuff. Um, but no, I think I think you're right on because they, they they have kind of hit their stride again, and hopefully they can stay healthy. But we'll just have to see. I seeing it in the trending upwards because just kind of let never know. These are ones that um, that you had prepped and, and we're going off of it. Um, with my takes here, and I did actually, you're trending upwards. Looking at them here, we'll hit the next ones. I, I was like, yeah, that's definitely some good ones. Trending downwards, we might have a little little argument on them, but no, I'm right with you. I think <laughs> they are uh, they are coming along pretty well for sure. Yes, they are. Um, the other team I had trending upward, Detroit Lions. Their record doesn't really show it. They're three, four, and one. They're third in, in the NFC North, but. Trending upward, I see them as a team that could get hot. Not as strongly. I don't feel strongly as I do about them as the Cowboys. But Matthew Stafford could be having the most, like, quiet elite season ever. Yes. Got a few stats right here. He's second in passing touchdowns, fourth in passing yards, first in passing yards per game, fifth in yards per attempt, and first in the league in deep ball percentage. So he's arguably playing playing the best football of his career, despite – a horrible offensive play caller, in my opinion, and Daryl Bevel. Um, they're, they're probably working together a little better. Uh, obviously, we're not behind the scenes, as you mentioned. But um, just seeing it game in, game out, um, it's a better collaborative effort than it was in Seattle, in my opinion, just utilizing what Bevel has at his hands in, Staff- in Stafford. Um, I like what they're doing. Um, they, I've seen this bounced around is that I don't – Sure, you remember you're older than me, but Stafford was just a gunslinger at heart. Like, was always throwing the ball. Yep. yep. Um, was that's what he's known for early on, and then you bring coaches in to coach that out of him, and he's lost a little bit of that. But this season, it's more of a tamed version that has done well for them, despite their record, as I mentioned. But they could be heating up. They got Chicago, which I see them winning. This week, then they got Dallas, then they have Washington, Chicago, Minnesota, tough battle there, but then they have the Buccaneers, Broncos, Packers. So realistically, if they beat the teams they're supposed to and maybe reel off one upset, they could be winning seven or eight games here down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, like you kind of hit on there with Stafford, I mean, last year he was injured, uh, you know, new coaching, all that kind of, they made him seem like a, a game manager and whatnot. But exactly like you said before, he used to be just, you know, yuck it around. He, I still, oh, I forgot which year it was, but he, he threw for darn near, it was like 5,000 yards almost. And yeah. he had like, I want to say it was 2.6 or 2.8% touchdown rate, which is just like, it, it's almost impossible to have that while throwing for that <laughs> many yards. So it was just like, holy crap. But exactly like you said, this year they've really um, – and it probably has to do something with on Johnson going down. But even before that, he wasn't doing – like he, the, the run game wasn't anything crazy. Um, so they are just airing it out. Like it's kind of fun. He he, And I apologize when you were reeling off some of those stats. I was looking at the schedule, so I didn't hit nice. um, on everyone there. But um, he, he had, he's also in like the top three for um, – percentage of passes that go 20 yards um so like you said just it's another one that adds on to your your um, great list there of of um facts and whatnot for or of stats for them um that they're just letting them air it out a bit more i do 
think that they're a heck of a lot more fun to watch. They're they're it makes it interesting every week. Um, unfortunately, though, like you hit on there, the schedule um, they do have a you know four or five of them here that that I could easily see them dropping just because it's it's a not the easiest schedule. You know, they have some tough opponents here, mainly some tough defenses too, which, you know, you never know how that's going to work, but I'm right with you. They're, they're actually, I mean, obviously not a fan being a Packer fan, but um, <laughs> they're fun to watch. You know, it's kind of yeah. cool to, to see. And I, again, being a, being a Packer fan, I've always kind of, you know, still Matthew Stafford's kind of just seems like a cool guy. He's got a good story. Well, not a, not a good story, but a story that you want to cheer for with his wife and all that stuff. So, um, it's, it's something where they're fun to watch and actually being in the NFC North, I wouldn't mind them, you know, succeeding. Agreed. Um, trending downward, you mentioned a little, uh, possible. Yeah. What the heck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me preface this one. Okay. So I got Seattle Seahawks in the trending downward. So you see that and you're like, what is going on? They're seven and two, but I see that. I didn't want to talk about some abysmal Redskins or Jets or Falcons. I preface okay. this one as a possibility for them to falter. Okay, their defense hasn't been great. The only time they've held teams under twenty was to the Cardinals and the Ravens. Excuse me, not the Ravens. I don't know what I was thinking. Just the Cardinals. Um, then listen to this. They got their schedule. Okay, finish out the season. They got at the Niners, at Philly, home versus Minnesota. At the Rams, at the Panthers, home versus the Cardinals, home versus the Niners. So, so if Wilson is MVP candidate. He's my favorite right now. He's been lights out, to say the least. They're adding Josh Gordon. Their defense has not been good this year. I just see this as a team that if it doesn't continue on the path it's going, which there's a chance of doing so, I could see this team falling out of sorts. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, I will say, like, looking at their schedule, they do have, uh, you know, kind of a, a pretty rough one where, you know, like oh, yeah. six of the remaining seven games, if I'm counting right here, or five or six or whatever it is, um, you know, they're tough. You don't. They don't really have a shoe in. Maybe, maybe you could say. Um, the Cardinals are, but I mean, heck, they, you know, they play them not too bad. Only shooing that they're, yeah, and they're so competitive. Yeah, exactly. They, I mean, they just brought Sanford in down to the wire. Um, but so it, yeah, yeah, I can, I can see the trending downward for sure. Um, but you just, I mean, you got Russell Wilson on a heater right now. He's going nuts. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, it reminds me back, um, I don't know, probably 2012 to 2014 where um, Roger and I got always bring back my my Packers bias, but um, where Rogers was just throwing, you know, 40 touchdowns a year and the defense was giving up 28 to 35 a game. Um, but each year he was still making the playoffs. Like, that's the thing. I think that Russell Wilson is putting on that type of a season where it's just like, OK, we're going to beat teams 36 to 27 or, you know, whatever that, I mean, they just beat the Buccaneers 40 to 34, um, which just like to your point, I mean, the Bucks do have a good offense, but whenever your defense is given up 34 points, you're, you're hurting. Yep. Um, so it's definitely, I, I just think honestly, just with how good 
Russell Wilson has been playing and just is. Um, sure, like I can say that they're, you know, trending downward based on schedule and how bad their defense is, but I think that they're a lock for um, at least definitely the playoffs. The division, you know, they San Fran's got them, but they got a huge game against them this week. So if they beat San Fran there, I would, I think that they, they're just, he's on such a roll right now. It's, it's going to be hard to stop. Agreed. I think they're making the playoffs. They just they don't have much room for, for uh, error going forward. Um, on to our uh, note, we got the Indianapolis Colts. They're just a team that keeps battling out and getting W's despite last week. Um, you can attribute that to, I don't know if you saw that game, but uh, Brissett went down. They lost to the Steelers 26-24. Brian Hoyer came in. He performed all right, but um, had a drive where they were driving down to the goal line through pick six. That wasn't too great. Um, you can say that. Maybe you never know with a game like that, but I just really like this team's fight. They pull games out. They're never out of a game. Every game they've lost this year, the three games, the Chargers, Raiders, and Steelers, all within one score. Um, what do you think in there going forward? Oh, I think a lot of it's well, and it, it's looking positive, but with Brissett's knee, um, I mean, he is practicing this week, so I, I, I don't think that's an issue at all. If you would miss a week and then they come and you know, the well, heck, if he misses a week and they play the Dolphins, they might still win, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's still because. Probably a, a, a convo for a different day, but I mean Hoyer is a capable backup. He's not, you know, the worst player in, or the worst one that's out there. Um, no. So I think honestly they could probably still beat Miami with him. Agree. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, it's kind of interesting because they, looking at their schedule too, they they don't really have a. What's that? Wait, what? Keep going. My bad. Oh. Sorry. Um, just looking at their schedule here, I mean, they, they the teams that they play aren't anything like all crap except for one against the Saints. The rest of them are, are competitive games. Like, the only shoe-in that seems to be is the Dolphins. Um, and that, heck, if, if Brissett isn't playing, it might not be a shoe-in. So, they're, like you said, it, it, they're just kind of there. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. It, they might be benefiting from a, a kind of subpar division that they're in this year. Um, you know, it's, I, I think the winner of that one's going to be nine and seven, ten and six. Um, so they might be able to fight and claw and, and win that division. But um, yeah, I, they're kind of just there. You know, I'm not very really <laughs> yeah. pumped about them. It, the thing, and not to just bring back on this, but gosh, if they had Andrew Luck, I think that they would be. Because they're so good. Hunger, and Frank Reich is so no, good. In my opinion. Yeah. Wait, say, say it again? Sorry. No, I was right there with you. I think they'd be unreal. And Frank yeah. Reich is awesome. Um, exactly. Five and three. I see them making the playoffs. I mean, Buffalo kind of disgusts me. Um, <laughs> I get super passionate when I, there's teams like this. I mean, with their record, just play someone of note, please, and then we'll talk. I mean, Brady had a bad game. I do not. Th- I think those two play- teams play again. I think New England handles them quite easily. I'm not a big fan of Buffalo. Um, they're building something. Not a big fan on their ceiling this year. But I think Indianapolis has a chance to make the playoffs. They need Brissett back. But I like that team. I like their uh, their 
roster. Ballard, as the GM, has done a good job there. Um, moving on to our next team, no huddle thoughts really quick. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minshew Mania seems to be over. Um, Boom. Going- <laughs> they got they got the they got the bye this week, and then uh, they're starting Nick Foles at quarterback against the Colts the following. Minshew went four and four in his uh, time as the starter. Uh, what did you think on that run Minshew had there? I think he should still be the starter, but I I've never been a huge Foles guy. Um, I mean he's he's good he's he's a top man maybe 25 quarter i don't know i think he's right around like 20 um and i i think he's a nice guy seems pretty cool um but (laughs) you can't like i don't know i guess yeah he only got a half of football to show but just history we've seen him on the eagles and we've seen him this and that and that was on an extremely talented team that yes, he did an awesome Super Bowl run and, and kind of out of his way, but freaking like Joe Flacco did a Super Bowl run. We all know what Joe Flacco is. <laughs> Nick, like Nick Foles isn't anything special. No. Nope. Gardner Minshew, at least, like, we don't know if he's anything special, but like he was a sixth rounder. Uh, you could argue that they don't have a lot of talent around him. I mean, right now, DJ Chark, but before this year, no one knew who DJ Chark even was. Yeah. Um, yeah, Leonard Fournette, but I, I'm not a big Fournette guy, so maybe I'm just biased. And and the guy goes four and four. Um, I don't know. I just think when you do such, like, I feel like it's such recency bias because his last game was terrible. I, I watched that one, and and yeah, he had some <laughs> some bad overthrows. Um, but if you're a six round rookie coming in and and showing that poise, um. It's just kind of frustrating. I mean, yeah, you probably as a as a franchise, you you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you just gave Nick Foles a huge contract, but and they have no way to get out of it either. Exactly. So you're you're just sitting there on a you know pile of gold that you can't do anything with. Yep. Um, so it's it's frustrating, but we'll have to see. Who knows? The one thing that it's just kind of cool, at least with with this showing, is you know now he's going to have a decent like NFL career of just longevity, at least, you know, he's going to go to another team eventually and be probably a shot at a starter or whatnot. Um, I'm trying to think like who it kind of reminds me of, like almost a, and I don't, I don't want to pinpoint it to this, but like a Mike Glennon where his next contract is a, is a big one. So, you know, at least he, he gets something out of it. And I think he's much, I, I think Gardner Minshew could definitely be a starter in the league for, you know, a decade or so. Um, but at least let's let's get him a, a big contract out of these eight games. Yeah, agreed. Um, that's all we got there. Moving on to our uh, big week eight preview. We got every game we're lining up. We're going to run through. First off, we got the Lions-Bears. What are you thinking for this one? Well, I mean, I don't know. The, the Bears just, Mitch Trubisky's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and like we were saying, the lines are kind of cool. It 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 is a bummer. I mean, it's at Soldier Field, so if it was in the in the dome in in Detroit, um, I'd be saying you know this could be a cool, uh, you know maybe an offensive onslaught here where we could get um, you know Stafford yucking it around. Um, but I think with it being outdoors, I'm up here in Green Bay right now, and it's like 20 degrees and snow on the ground. So I'm assuming Chicago's probably close-ish. Um, yeah. 
so you know pretty chilly i i don't know if they got any snow but um it it might be more of a, a ground and pound i looking at it here um we got the line coming in at bears minus two and a half um I'd honestly, I, I think I picked the Lions to win this game. So I'd, I'd probably side with the Lions and then 41 and a half over under. I honestly, just with the weather, with the um, the good run matchup with the Bears going like against the Lions, um, I probably, I think I bet the under on it. Um, just barely though. I'll go like 21-17 um, Lions. I think the Lions win this one pretty handedly. Um, not a big fan of the Bears. I think... I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we see some implosion here from the Bears. I mean, there was uh, going around that the locker room was close to losing it there at half, and then at the end of the game with Trubisky, a um, couple scores late. I have the Lions winning this one, twenty-seven to ten. Um, oh wow! I, nice. I just, yeah, I think they go into Soldier Field and they get a W and start rolling here. Yeah, and and the thing is too, I mean. I'm just just being honest. Last year, I was well coming into this year, I was scared of the Bears based off of uh, Coach Nagy and whatnot. Because just the previous year, he he made Trubisky look so good. But holy cow, I feel like he's just over analyzing everything or overdoing because he's getting way too cute with everything. I feel like yeah, and he hasn't done a good job of adjusting either. It's almost as if defenses have figured him out yep. as well. Um, yep. On to the next one here, ravens Bengals. Um, we both know who we're picking there. Um, AJ Green was looking early in the week like he was going to play. Covered that on today's podcast. Um, he's not playing. So Ravens at Cincy without AJ Green once again. Ryan Finley starting in place of Andy Dalton. I got the Ravens big time winning this game. I got them winning 30-17. to 17. Yeah, and I, I give you props for Giving the bangle 17. <laughs> the this one, some of my buddies just we we always have our our lock of the week for um, the lines and and this one I said I'm hammering the Ravens. Um, yeah, Ryan Finley coming in, no AJ Green. Um, you know I I don't think much of you know Andy Dalton with with just being a, a quarterback, but I mean. I would still rather have him than Ryan Finley, most likely. And, you know, now you still don't have A.J. Green, and they were already bad. It's just, I honestly, it's kind of a bummer for the Dolphins, but I think that the Bengals are going to end up finishing worse than them um, for that number one spot. But, yeah, give me the Ravens. I'll do 27-10, to 10, um, covering, definitely covering that 10-point line, that really, uh, the plus 10 for, for the Bengals there. Yeah, we're easily agreeing upon that one. We got Bills at Browns. Um, Cleveland has been less than impressive, to say the least, this season. Buffalo marching in there. Um, I think what I got for that game will be pretty interesting. I'm going to let you take this one first. Okay, okay. Um, well, that's what I, I was – I don't know. Well, I'll ask you a question here first. Um, yeah. <laughs> looking at – the line. I, I don't get it. I know it's at Cleveland, but like Cleveland, they have as, as a as three point like favorite. They got them winning. I like, I know you're not a Buffalo guy, but I don't, I feel like that was just kind of a weird line. I would have picked, I mean, I'm going to pick Buffalo to win um, on the road here, but 
like I don't know the Buffalo. They they the defense well against the pass has been good against the run. You, they've kind of ran all over them, which is going to be interesting because I guess we should probably elaborate on you know Kareem Hunt coming back, um, which could be interesting. I I hope that they don't get too cute trying to get him in while Chubb has just been having an incredible year. Um, but you know sprinkle him in for seven to nine touches while Hunt still gets you know. 16 to 18 I think would be probably a solid uh, um, combo there for sure so it'll be interesting how they do that but I still they just are off like you know that offensive line is so terrible that it's really just kind of tearing the rest of the team down because I've I've been a huge Baker fan with just his talent obviously off the field stuff I is whatever but um, you can just tell the guy cannot hit the broad side of the barn. You th- you got to think it's all getting up into his head because he was known coming into the league as a incredibly accurate quarterback, which is darn near the opposite right now. Um, but I will, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the Bills here just because it, they just, the Browns something is off for sure, which, I mean, isn't a bold statement ever and can kind of see that. Um, but I'll say Bills 24-21. And kind of with that, I'm going to give a little, like you said, I like fantasy, like doing that (laughs) whole thing. Um, Odell's been pretty darn bad this year. Luckily, I haven't had him in a single league. Um, I actually just traded for him last night because he had the number one hardest schedule for the year um, for any wide receiver out there, just based on matchups, based on how they've done against the pass. Um, That eases up quite a bit coming up here. After this week, he's going to have Tredavious White shadowing him, which is a bummer. Um, then he's got Steelers, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, Cardinals, uh, then the Ravens, which sucks, but, and then back to the Bengals. So, I mean, he's going to have a much easier schedule. So, um, I think two, we're going to see Odell kind of that whole saga, at least him come back to being more like Odell that we know, but I'm still picking the bills. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have the Browns this week. Um, interesting. Yeah. Coming off four straight. Um, they got they lost to the Niners, Seattle, New England, and then Denver last week. Um, the Denver one was a bit baffling to most. Denver's a competitive team. I like what uh, I like what they're doing there. Um, but I I see Cleveland bouncing back this week. You mentioned Kareem Hunt coming back. I think that he I think with a win with a win, um, and you see after the game, I think the take way if they do get that win like i think it's going to be like wow kareem hunt presents so much for this offense but there's something in sports it's not the like what bill simmons likes to say it's not the ewing theory but it's when a player comes back and it just gives that morale impact to a team i think hunt could kind of do that for their offense and he adds a dimension to their offense that they really haven't had just something different because they have chubb running the ball and then they have those two wide receivers and it's kind of like who else um what do you how many touches do you do you think you'll get i think you hit it right on the nail um that might be a little high considering it's his first game back but from there on out i could see his workload increasing to that i i see like 10 to 15 range but if he's playing well i think you hit it right on the head um playing well as in picking it up and doesn't look rusty and just playing well overall but I think the Bills' offense is 
I'm not a Josh Allen fan, not a, Bra- a Bills fan this year. Um, I think, so I, I think the Browns can handle him. Their defense has been banged up all year long. Not a fan of Freddie Kitchens as much as I am some of the other first-year head coaches, but I think they get the job done this weekend. I think they try and start their season turn around. They only have six losses. They could rattle off some wins, finish 9-7, 10-6, sneak in there. I'm kind of rooting for that story. <laughs> that would be cool. I think the Browns, yeah, I think the Browns win here 24-10. to 10. Nice. I just want to give one little one. Oh, t- I got I to gotta tie it back to the Packers like always, but um, – <laughs> The uh, just with the Browns, they I guess right now J.C. Treader, um, their center, just signed a a decent, pretty pretty solid three year deal. Um, Packers let him walk in the offseason. I was very disappointed because he was he was pretty darn good. So good for him. I mean, he's an undrafted free agent. Um, it looks here thirty three year, thirty two and a half million with twenty three million guaranteed. Um, you always kind of like that story with the undrafted guys or the late round guys. Agreed. Um, on to the next one there. We got Chiefs at Titans. Uh, I'll start it off with a question for you. You think Mahomes plays this week? I think so. He's been full the last three. Well, what are we, Thursday? Yeah, the last three um, practice reports. So, I mean, pretty much the only thing that they – he's been full, so I guess the only reason they wouldn't do it is just for cautionary reasons of re-injury being i know it was kind of like i think the uh, initial report was if there's three weeks rest the the chance for re-injury lowers or it was something like that and um they'd be right at that well not right at that i think we're right now at that like three week mark um yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about there yeah where Last week it was like a five percent, and then it goes massively down this week if he plays. Yeah, something so like that. Some weird with that, but the so he, I mean, he today would be the day that he's at three weeks. So I think he's, I think he's playing. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he plays personally. If I was the GM, I'm sitting him this, I'm sitting this week out and making him sit down. Um, best quarterback in the league, arguably, and. And we're going to see a long career out of him. We might as well hold him out against the Titans. But the Titans, not to be disrespected, they're the, uh, they're kind of notorious and made fun of for eight and eight kind of team. But it seems to be the way they're trending. They got Tannehill at quarterback. Um, I think we're both walking in line here with the Chiefs getting a W this weekend. Um, what do you got? Yeah, I mean it, it's. I guess, yeah, kind of fully on Mahomes if he's going to play or not. Because if he doesn't, then honestly, I think it'll be kind of a a pretty solid game. Um, but we'll have to see there. They got the line for this one at, uh, they got Titans plus six and then a 48 over under. So it looks to be like Vegas is also expecting Mahomes to play. Because I'd assume if we got a 48 over under, probably they're, because that looks to be one of the top five lines out there. So, I mean, I think that they're expecting Mahomes to play. If that's the case, give me the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I'll give them 26 to 17. Fair enough. I think uh, Tannehill just doesn't do it for me. I don't know if I'll ever pick them in a game to win unless they're uh... – <laughs> playing a bad team so i got i have the chiefs 31 titans 20 perfect 
Falcons at Saints. We're both picking the Saints. I don't even have to ask you there. Um, Falcons have just been disastrous this year. Saints are on a roll. Breeze is back. Um, I got the Saints and a blowout this week, 40-13. to 13. Wow. Statement game. Yeah, holy buckets. Um, it, well, it's kind of nice that the Saints are, are healthy, um, which they haven't been for you know a couple of weeks, and that hasn't stopped them at all. Um, so it could be kind of scary like you had there. Um, yeah, I, I like the, I like the saints as well. I will say just with it being a divisional game and whatnot, I'll give it a little bit closer, but I think still very high scoring. Um, I'll do 38 to 24 saints. Yeah. Walking in line, just like I said on that one, giants at jets. I don't know if anybody's going to be watching this game unless you're a giants jets fan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that could be. Sadly, I'll probably yeah, I'll probably rewatch this game. But we got. Um, oh, you're just a, a saint. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Those condensed games, NFL Game Pass, man, it comes in wicked. It's awesome. <laughs> but we got Giants at Jets. Not a fan of this game. I mean, I covered the Jets to, on today's podcast. They're just a train wreck. Um, the Giants. Daniel Jones is quietly hasn't got lighting it up and everybody was all over him and he's had it an awful last couple weeks. I think it's <laughs> bad. Yeah. I think the Jets, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, get back on track. Um, and I think they pick up a W. <laughs> but I think it's gonna be an ugly game, twenty to seventeen. Yeah, no, and that that's the thing too, because everyone like I don't want to write the kid off because I just wasn't a fan of him coming into the league. Um, I like the, I don't know. I, I've, I'm not a big Gettleman guy, so I, you know I'm kind of biased anyway at whoever he would have drafted. But um, yeah, looking at it here, I think everybody once he came in and he did the comeback victory against the Buccaneers, we were all going crazy. Honestly, if you look at his numbers and just have watched him since that game, he. It, he's been looking rough. He just looks like it's it's in over his head. And, and when your first game is against the Buccaneers defense, you're probably going to have a good game because it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, it, it could be. I think either way, this game, you got to hope as franchises with the Jets and Giants that this is a game that both your young quarterbacks can get back on track because right now um, – they're they're both kind of going downhill. I I thought it was kind of interesting this week. They were talking about Adam Gase being a like one and done with you know coming in. He's just, I think he should be. I 100% agree, and that's what everyone was saying. And then there's another reporter out there saying honestly, wouldn't be shocked if he was canned in during the season. And I was like, oh my gosh, that for a first year head coach, I don't know if. Has that ever happened? Like, I don't believe it has, but that this would be nuts. the year to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Who but you got? I guess, yeah, I, guess I never told you <laughs> who I have there. Yeah. Um, I just love ripping on them both. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's a home game, obviously, for both teams. Gosh, this is tough. I will go. Give me the Jets. 21 16 but either way it's just 
Ah, that honestly, I feel like I'm giving them way too much. Seventeen, sixteen Jets. There we go. I didn't. I don't like the twenty-one. That's too many touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Cardinals. At, um. Same thing here. I don't know who's going to be watching this unless you're a fan or if it's in your market. But um, we got Kyler Murray. Um, I like what they're doing there with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler. Um, going up against. Arians and uh, what they're doing with Winston. Um, I it's kind of a toss-up game when you look at it, but um, I kind of see the Buccaneers pulling this one out. It's almost like Ooh. the veteran team, and I want to pick Kyler and the Cardinals, but I just see Jameis, and they're just that kind of team that needs to win. Um, they're a talented team. They're kind of an older team. It's done a good job with Winston it's they're you're seeing these teams before where it's like you got an offense and then they play well one week and then your defense plays terrible and it swaps the opposite week um I see the Buccaneers bringing it together getting a win and uh not entertaining game at all um I see 20 20 to 27 Buccaneers win okay I I mean I I'm kind of with you that it's like a, a I don't know a weird game of probably not a lot of interest for some people but honestly I think it's going to be kind of like all offense no defense I think it's going to be kind of like I wouldn't mind watching it just because both the defenses are pretty poor and both the offenses are kind of like we Bruce Arians running the show yeah Jameis will probably throw a couple picks and fumble the ball but I think it's going to be pretty high scoring I'm going to do um, 34-27 and we're going with the Buccaneers. Agreed. We got Miami at Indianapolis. We discussed this one a little bit in our no huddle. Um, the Dolphins have been playing hard for Flores. Um, the Colts, it all depends on the QB here. They got Brissett and Hoyer. If Brissett's playing, I think the Colts win pretty easily. Um if Hoyer's playing, I want to pick the Dolphins just because I have respect <laughs> for Flores and how they play. He he does um, seem cool. Um, but I can't, he yeah. Um, he, the team seems to really like him. Yeah, I, I'm a big Twitter guy, so I follow like all the beat reporters, and Miami seems to be the most enthusiastic, surprisingly, out of like any of them. <laughs> that is the surprising. last couple of weeks because they just love they love Flores and. They even analyze how he warms up his team and stuff they do on the sidelines. And it's, it, it's Belichick-esque, and it's pretty impressive just the way they play for him. But, but you just can't do that to the Colts. So I'm picking the Colts. I'm going with Warrior playing just for the prediction, prediction's sake. Um, that's where it seems to be leaning currently. So I don't think it'll be super high scoring on that part. I think 23-17 Colts get the win with Warrior. Okay. And the thing is, too, on a, like I literally, I have no clue, um, but just looking at the line here, they got Indy minus ten and a half. I don't know if that's with Hoyer or without Hoyer because yeah. it might be, you know, Brissett might be fourteen and a half, and and they're still thinking it'll be ten and a half. Um, so I guess I I don't know what to tell you if if what they're thinking with it, um, but either way, like you said, we kind of hit on this um, this one earlier, but. The yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, eh, yeah, I'll I'll do it kind of as well with Hoyer playing. Even uh, I who 
check the check the practice reports, but um, I'll give how about this? I'll give a Hoyer <laughs> of twenty one fourteen Colts, and then a Brissett prediction of thirty fourteen Colts. He practiced today, limited practice. Okay. Um, ah, that doesn't help us. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Panthers at Packers. We got uh, your guys, um, the Packers, with Panthers coming into town. Um, Newton was on IR. Kind of some Monday news there. Um, I assume you're picking the Packers. Let's hear it. Dude, well... And I'm gonna be honest. I gotta like, I gotta give it back. Last week, um, they played really bad. So I'm just gonna <laughs> let everyone know I was very wrong. But I don't think many people saw that coming. Um, but I think it, it, it's funny listening to some of the people just go like, "Holy crap, they're done. They can't do. I don't know whatever the heck the excuses are." Skip Bayless. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, they're going to have every team. Every team out there is going to have a clunker against a team they should probably beat. It's going to happen. Um, I think, you know, and the thing is the Chargers are, I think, and I'm pretty sure last show we were talking about how they're they're incredibly talented. It just it didn't seem like it was clicking. Um, well, it started clicking. They, you know, they fired the head or the uh, OC. Um, they had a pretty good game plan, in my opinion, after, like, looking and, and, and watching the game of just, okay, let's keep the ball out of their offense's hands. And, and we didn't also, we, we just had, we looked asleep and just not ready for it. Um, with that being said, though, now we're coming back home. It's going to be like 20 degrees, blustery. It's going to be some football weather. Um, I think, it, I mean... I don't know. Kyle Allen's been playing good. So the whole Cam Newton going to IR. Yeah, it's a bummer. I hope the best for him. Hope he gets healthy. But either way, I think that they would be playing the game the same here. Um, I think it's going to be kind of like the earlier Packer games this year, which hopefully they can do. Um, But I'll give it like a 17 to 20 Packers victory, kind of more a, a boring, a little bit more defense heavy. Um. My gut is telling me the Panthers this week. Um, the Panthers just, I love what McCaffrey is doing. To me, he's offensive player of the year. I just, I don't ever think we'll see another running back win the MVP. He's just been out. Um, Kyle Allen, at quarterback, like we said there. Um, man, this is a tough one, but it's two great teams, in my opinion. I just love what the Panthers are doing. Uh I think I think the Panthers surprisingly pull this one out. I can see the media freaking out on Monday. Dang it. I just think it's the Panthers are <laughs> nationally underrated. The Packers are great, but we've seen them struggle on offense and then it's kind of like it's boom or bust, but when it's bust it's not I don't know the right word for it. It's not bust, but it's kind of like they're there, but it was not standing kind of a performance, you know. I just think the Panthers pull this one out 24-21. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it'll be interesting with, uh, if it was at like Carolina, then I would be like, Ooh, but I think with it being home, yeah. hopefully that'll give us a little, a little something. Um, I got a Rams at Steelers up next. Um, I think we're both picking Los Angeles in this one. Uh, um, 
they're kind of you could put them in the trending upward uh not you necessarily but they're that kind of team that could get on a roll here they haven't been talked about nearly as much as they uh i'm fine with it i hate when teams get talked about too much more than they should but um big <laughs> fan what they're doing down there i think they pick up this win quite easily i think they pick up a win 27 20. interesting yeah i mean this one probably was was gonna be like uh I don't know, really probably the Fox game of the week or whatever the heck if, if Big Ben was playing. Um, but now it's kind of, I don't know, kind of, the don't the, like, have you watched much of the Rams this year? Every game. Don't they just look like something, like, I mean, their old line. No juice, kind of, like there's a little juice missing. Yeah, like it just, and because the thing is, the old line isn't there like it was last year, which is obviously a big deal. Um and Jared Goff is not playing very good, but he hasn't for the end of last year either. But, like, I just – I don't know. I, I, I have a lot of respect for McVay, incredible coach, but I just kind of thought he would still have his offense scoring, like, 30 points no matter what. And yeah. it's just – like you said, there's something just – there's no spark. It's it's kind of just – I don't know. But – so I think it's actually going to be kind of a, a decent game with, you know, how it ends up getting – I'm going to say 23 to 20 Rams. So I think it's actually going to be kind of a little interesting. Yeah, Tomlin's got them playing pretty competitively. Um, We got, this is my game of the week. I'm excited for this Sunday night game. We we got um, Vikings at the Cowboys. Um, Let's hear your your take on this one first. Well... It's just, I wish both teams could lose, but <laughs> um, no, I agree. This is going to be fun. Like you got Vikings defense, you got Cowboys high powered offense, um, just kind of juggernauts going at it. And so we're going to kind of see, I think that, and it's going to sound kind of like, I don't know, kind of a cop out or, or a narrative. Um but I think we're going to either see Dak go for like 300 yards and four touchdowns or they're going to get beat by the Vikings like 27 to six, like or a total meltdown because you have both like complete narratives where it's at home, bright lights, you know, in front of everyone helping with that whole thing. But on the other hand, like we've, we've seen it so many times in the past where just this year, you know, they play against the, um, who was it? The saints and a solid defense, bright lights. And he just melts down. Like, you know, it, it, it seems to just be what Dak does where you get him on like in front of everyone, national TV. And he either is like, Holy crap, this guy deserves 30 million a year or Holy crap. Let's rip on the Cowboys for even thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got the Cowboys winning this week. Um, Dalvin Cook came out and said it's going to be a game of the trenches, and it's what I was expecting. Put it perfectly. I think the Cowboys win this game. I think Zeke, which is phenomenal. I'm not a big. It's been well noted. I'm not a big fan of Kirk Cousins. Um, I love the Cowboys defense coming on lately. Um, and I just like what Elliott's going to be able to do against this Vikings front, who, in my opinion probably yours as well based on your Packers fan and just knowing the game like you do. I don't 
that Vikings front isn't as up to par with the Cowboys front. Um, I think Zeke Zeke does well. Zeke plays really well and get racks up a lot of yardage. And, and I think they get the W. I don't kind of hit that right there with Prescott. Um, you never know what you're going to get. Um, I just I see this as a ground game, and I think the Cowboys win that battle. Yeah, like I might be way like this. There's zero factual evidence behind it. Um, I, I'm sure I could go check it out, but I just feel like on primetime games you don't see Dak with like 230 yards and two touchdowns. I feel like it's literally awful or incredible like you know so just yep we'll have to see what the heck comes out but yeah i it is i guess i was kind of looking just offense defense when you just compare you know o-line of the cowboys to d-line that's gonna be a battle um yeah i'll get i'll go i'm gonna go vikings i just don't i think it's a, a dak meltdown game here i'm gonna say Vikings 23, Cowboys 12. Wow. Um, yeah. I have the uh, Cooper. Uh, he said he wants to fight through the injury. Um, I don't know if that's a wise decision based on how much he's been battling an injury. But um, I expect a little more offensive output than 12 points from the Cowboys. Um, I have the Cowboys winning 23 to 14. Okay. Yeah. I like it. No, definitely. And that sounds, you know, two great teams. We're going to have to see what the heck they do. Yep. Um, That's all we got there for our week eight recap. And that's all we got for this episode. Um, We'll be back hopefully next week. And uh, go visit the zone. Luke, you got anything? No. Big game tonight. Should be a lot of fun with the, well, I guess when this gets out, you know, the game's probably over. So <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, you had a fun watching Josh Jacobs rush for 200 yards. Wow. That was awesome to watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all we got. See you. Peace out.